Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am Justin. So, uh, if you can't tell by the title and the artwork, we are continuing the Scream mini-season in the lead-up to Scream 5. Uh, This is a review of Scream 3, which is going to be a fun discussion. We are joined, of course, by the zombie girls, Rachel and Mars. How are you guys? Hello. Hello. So, good. so we are recording this a couple days after Christmas. How was everyone's Christmas? Oh, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Uneventful. Yeah. Low key. Played some yeah. fast with Justin. Hell nice. yeah, we did. Exchanged some poop stories. It was beautiful. Hell Bonding. yeah, we did. <laughs> Bonding. Oh, oh, <laughs> so, that Rachel, uh, I do want to say the Zombie Girls live show was oh, quite a yeah. blast. We yeah, did do that too. Yeah, yeah. It was so fun having all all three of you on. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we've ever done a live show, and I was very nervous, so I got very drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you had fun. Oh yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah. So some of, some of the death scenes, I hadn't seen some of those movies. Oh. So Devin and I were sitting there watching while playing that uh, Disney villainous board game. That is quite the juxtaposition. Okay. And every once in a while, okay. we'd look up and see some. Some viciousness happening on the screen. <laughs> yeah, we count down. We count down. Counted down the twelve sleighs of Christmas because puns, um, which were just like our favorite kills from the year that we voted on. That you also voted on, Larry. You were yes. one of the voices making that happen. Was there one in particular that that shook you? Uh, the one because I hadn't seen the movie. It was the one where the girl busted the dude's jaw with the uh, stool. Oh, Titan. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Your Man. your number one would have been my number one no matter what, though. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you, you saw what it was, right? Or you knew- oh, yeah. It was going to be my pick Yeah, uh, when we were on there. But I was the, like, the, right. the bread one. It was... Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember a time when a film had a death scene that, one, caught you off guard so much, mm-hmm. and two, just, like stuck in your head oh, so implanted. that one uh-huh it was unanimous it was actually the only we had a lot of crossover in the list obviously that's how they ended up on the list but that yeah. was the number one kill on every single person who voted's list it was insane like i remember watching the show and like thinking it was just going to be like a goosebumps kind of thing that's because that's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe mm-hmm. that it had mm-hmm. and then it turned <laughs> left yeah hard like I, you know, I'm a wimp, a little bit of a wimp when it comes to to gore. When it's like mm-hmm. you know built up, yeah. Uh, if it, if you catch me off guard with it, I'm fine. But if it's a build up, but I was like, I, I and so I didn't cover my eyes. I didn't do any of the things that I do to kind of like self protect. Yeah, because I was, was like, get saved. or it wouldn't show it, and then it showed it, and then it showed mm. it some more. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's in the slideshow forever. Yeah, that was that was quite something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Weirdly, the one, the clip that was the hardest for me to like, because I pulled all the clips, uh-huh. the one that I had trouble watching a, a second time and third time when I had to go edit the clips <laughs> was the, the one, it was the t- one from TV, the Chucky kill was the worst one for me. Really? That didn't bother me like at all, <gasps> even when I watched the show. <gasps> oh man, I still don't think, I still don't think I watched the season finale. You should. I either. 
Yeah. What? That's the, I, that's the one I, ha- I, haven't, I haven't had time because of the end of year crunch. So don't worry. I will. It will happen. How did I start after you? And you had a huge head start, by the way. And I Because you did a marathon and I had it spread out over like weeks and weeks and weeks. That's and then stuff keeps best. cutting in line. That's why binging is best. I did finish Gossip Girl, too, for those wondering. Fantastic. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Can't wait thank for God. season two. They were on the edge of our seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- there was some drama actually that happened. The the yeah, I don't want to give uh, things away for you know, everybody's probably catching up, but uh, mm. the mm. main blonde teacher kind of turned into a bitch and she got put <gasps> in her place. What? Yeah, I was rooting it was, for uh, her. Oh, it, it it took a hard left. Rachel, turn. I don't know if you're being serious or not. <laughs> Well, Larry made me want. Well, asked me to watch one episode. You can and, say like, made. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> well, we do this thing called the forcing on uh, Untitled Nick Cage show, where we each make someone watch something we enjoyed, and and I would never watch it otherwise. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, this is not for me. These kids are obnoxious. Affluenza. <laughs> That's being. Polite. And then the teachers came in and were just like, let's ruin these little assholes' lives. And I was like, what's that now? <laughs> and, 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 you've, and you found my demographic <laughs> yes and so i i even though i only watched that episode i'm very invested in their journey by way of larry's storytelling yeah it was it was a lot well, well there was like a seven episodes i'll have to recap but it uh it went sideways in a good way that i like i mean that's what i love okay. about gossip girl is the outlandish drama that makes no sense well, Excellent. you know, someday when the full apocalypse happens and we're all living in the bunker, this is how we'll have to entertain each other is through oral storytelling. So, <laughs> yes. Larry, your job will be to memorize Gossip Girl. So I every got night... into Gossip Girl at West Point as a way to escape my reality. So that's totally I mean... fine. I'm so good. So every night we can tune in at 6.30 Pacific <laughs> Standard Time and listen to Larry regalus with the tale of gossip girl <laughs> i, I mean and, and speaking of like when we were reviewing screen three tonight one of the first characters we meet is serena vanderwoodson's mom in og gossip girl oh, that yeah. means nothing to me okay the blonde uh, cotton weary's girlfriend oh okay she's the main character she's blair she's a uh, not blair um blake lively's mom in the show hmm but that's enough Gossip Girl. So yeah. when we do <laughs> there's this cross- thing. Is there? <laughs> no, there's not. That's, that's pretty good. So, that name sounds like a like he cast a spell on us, Serena Vanderwoodson. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, and then there's Blair Waldorf. Yeah, All of these sound like curses. Right. I feel like I just gave the way, like the naming rights away to my first child. And then Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Bass. and. Uh, oh, my gosh. That just oh, yeah. sounds awesome. I like his yeah. name. I like well, Chuck Bass. Chuck Bass has the worst premiere in the, in the first Did you pilot. say you like Chuck Bass? By the As end, a name, I, like I think Chuck it's Bass. funny. By, by the end, I like Chuck Bass. You, you do know he's a rapist, right? Like in real life. Oh no! I don't like that. the actor Chuck Bass. I like the character. I Chuck like Bass. the okay. name Chuck Bass. <laughs> okay, I don't okay, even know who okay. he is. I couldn't even tell you the actor's name, but yes, I'm aware of that. That's why I like the character. <laughs> okay. Chuck Bass. Who's the actor? Uh, uh, he's the guy who's always squinting, and he's British. I mean, he yeah. not looks like French Stewart, right? One hundred percent looks like the guy that would put something in your drink. Um, he 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 fits the role of Chuck Bass very well. I'm googling it. I know, I'm trying to find his actual name. I have no idea what his name is. Ed? Ed something? Ed, yeah, Ed Westwick, I think? Ed Westwick, there you go. 
I have yeah, literally I mean, never seen this person before in my life. But if you saw him at a bar, would you leave your drink unattended? No, you would not. Ooh, that is too deep a V, sir. <laughs> not, it keeps his roofies. He has to have access to them. At the bottom, I'm, there's this picture of him where the bottom of his V-neck is fully below both of his pectoral muscles. Like, that's Gross. not... Let him live. Like, what are you? Stranded on a deserted island? Come on, man. <laughs> Wear a shirt. Did you pull it off a clothing line when you were, like, running out of someone's bedroom? Oof, like, oof, oof. Yes. Facts. Yeah, like I said, I don't like the actor, but the character... It's funny, the very the pilot episode, Chuck Bass, like, definitely attempts sexual assault on a freshman. Awesome. <laughs> so they're, like, I see why you like him so lunch. much. Oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> Miss Chateau, damn. No, I mean, I'm just, no, I wasn't, okay, That you took it way harder than I meant. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you're like, I really like, I don't like the actor, I just like the character. By the way, he's also a rapist. So I'm just like, yeah, he wait, is. what? <laughs> I didn't, you that, You took it way too deep. I didn't even mean it like that. <laughs> Let's okay. move on, it's getting weird. <laughs> Bring it back to screen. Let's talk some ghost face. Okay, so. By the way, is anybody lips. having a drink tonight before we get into this? Oh, sure. I am drinking pink lemonade. I'm drinking a limoncello LaCroix. Does that count? Oh, man. I'm the only one who's been going hard all day. Uh, <laughs> have you been going hard all day? <laughs> Wait, what are you I, drinking? I've been like day buzzed since like 11 in the afternoon. Oh, oh, thank God. in your best life. I'm drinking a lime truly. So I was sitting here going, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it is I, I, Tuesday, but <laughs> I've been off work since Friday. Okay, I've been again. Justin's I'm vacation himself, Justin, as he should be. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm just uh, having a, a little bedtime mimosa. Oh wow, Ooh, that sounds so good. You fancy. I want a drink. <laughs> well, I I was going at the rum all day, so I need a little something. The rum, nice. All right, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you know how it is, right? Sometimes it's like, well, I want to drink some pop, but I wanted to have like some alcohol with it, so you know. See, now I really want a bourbon. Damn it! So I Randy's was just shaking thinking. his head at me, no, because he had to deal with my hungover ass after the Christmas <laughs> special. <laughs> so yes, so we always do a little bit of a an icebreaker kind of thing, and I am planning on doing a Mad Lib for one of these special episodes. I'm not sure which episode Excellent. will happen, but I am planning one. I just got to find the right one. But since I think we all are in agreement before even reviewing this movie, we did not like this movie, and it is problematic to be kind. Um, I wanted to take it back to something that we didn't get to review as a team. Oh, no. But we've all seen oh, it. Oh, Scream 1. Justin, that's right. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to give me shit for, like, ruining the surprise or something. No, no. So we're going to do some trivia. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is this we're... retribution for making you guys do trivia on the Christmas And embarrassing special? the ever-living shit out of us by our lack of Christmas horror knowledge? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. You look like fools. And Justin no. held on to that phone of friend for so long. I know. And, like, I, and then you picked, I think you picked, like, Matilda. Yeah, who <laughs> was, like, who was yeah, just as lost as all of us. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I was watching, and I was watching you flounder, and like, oh, yeah, it hurt, and we were on camera too. Like, at least you guys are on camera for this. Oh That's yeah, true. That's made, true. Made to look like fools in my own game. <laughs> <laughs> you on your own petard. <laughs> 
So we'll start off easy. What's the name of the fictional town that Scream is set in? Wait, are we a team or are we competing? You are a team. Woodsboro, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Woodsboro. Okay. Final right. answer. Okay, you're right. Good job. Bravo. I feel like we're being lulled into a sense of security. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's in the opening like, scene And who was the of... best boy grip? And... <laughs> in the opening scene of Scream, which two horror movies does Casey have to answer questions about? Uh, Friday the 13th, part one. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't remember what the other question is, though. I, Shit. I think it's Halloween. I think it's... Oh, yes, it is Halloween. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Is Halloween and Friday the 13th, part one, your final answer? Bravo, you're correct. Ooh. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to, to turn up the knob a little bit here now. Oh, God, here we go. How many, oh, di- no. excuse me, how many times does the killer call Casey in the opening scene? Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, so there's the initial call when she's like, Okay, goodbye. Know, okay, bye. Then he calls back and they have like a nice chit chat. And then I think it's three. It's either three or four. I'm trying to think how many times she hangs up on him. Because she does hang up on him. But is that at the end of the second call or the third call? Where she? It must be the second call, right? No. Because I think the first time she's like, okay, bye. Uh-huh. I don't know. Fuck. All right. I, I, I'm stepping away from this one. I don't know. Um, I think it's. I think it's three. Well, hold on. Okay, so. She calls, and she, he, she like, hangs up almost immediately. And then she calls again, and they go through the whole thing, and then she hangs up. I, I'm i going to say three or four. Yeah, it's three or four. But then does is there ever a point where he calls her again after, like, during the chase? I like how Justin hinges bet on two numbers. I like that. Hell yeah. I mean, I think it's three or four is what I think as well, but I just don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm almost positive it's three, but there's like okay. that guilt. There's let's that just, like, let's no. trust our guts. No. I need an answer. What is it, guys? All right. We're going with Mars's answer, I think. Yeah. But now I think it's four. Oh my gosh. By the way, I just want to let you know that Randy is an angel and just brought me a glass of bourbon. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God oh, yeah. for you, Randy. Wait, are you going with three or are you going with Wait, four? He hasn't left you for the metaverse yet? I want to say four. Um, It's coming soon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mars said four. My vote is for four. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I trust right. you wholeheartedly. And y'all now are I wrong. Want th- I want it to be three. Dang. It was is six. It five? It was six. six. Oh, okay, well, at lo- as long as it wasn't times. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were so far off. All right, this is a true or false question. The use false. of caller ID oh. increased Sorry. more than threefold after the release of Scream. True or false? It's false. Well, I mean, when did when did caller ID come about? I don't know, but I feel like it would if if a Scream movie got caller ID to become more popular, it would be Scream Two because that's the one where she's using it all the time. Oh yeah, and it's, also uh, technically, <laughs> like, it must have increased afterwards, right? Because people have like, are we talking about from then? then until now, or what is the time? There is a stat it? directly attributed to the increase of caller ID in relation to this film. Mm. So, is it the question is is it threefold or is it higher? Or no, it's like maybe twofold. 
Now, if it's higher and we say false, does yeah. that count as us being correct or incorrect? Incorrect. I know the number. So right, wait. But but we just okay. So then does that false. mean it must be true? Right? Yeah, because if it's four times, oh my god, I feel like those two doors in the labyrinth right now. It's like one of us is always telling the truth, and one of us is always lying. (laughs) True or false? Make your choice. Okay, but the question is, Larry, if it's like, let's you are overthinking it. I I just think about the statement I'm asking. My vote is for true. Did the use of caller ID increase more than threefold after the release? Oh. More than threefold. I thought you said false. did it increase exactly threefold. I, I think my vote is now false. Right, because is it threefold exactly? And the no. more than is the trick? Mm. So if it's threefold and we say false. <laughs> Larry's like, why did I even ask this? <laughs> I found it interesting. I, don't, I, I think this is an interesting uh, fact. But, but if it is threefold and we say false, we are correct, right? Well, if it's fourfold, he said more than threefold. Okay, I so just want to make sure. Any, threefold and on, I think, Okay, so is... 3.0001, I guess, would be true. Okay. Including threefold itself. Okay, I would say, I think... I think. Wait, including threefold itself? Mm-hmm. But you said more than threefold. <sighs> Justin. <laughs> Should we go Well, no, I, I need to be... I need, like, you are just I, diving I, in a little bit too deep. Okay. My vote's for false. I'm going to say as well i kind of think it's true but i will go with the majority well i just don't know because you should have listened to rachel according to this site the use of caller id increased more than threefold after the release of scream yeah it it, yeah i believe that (sighs) oh scream three you get scream three my friend Maybe we shouldn't be drinking on the show tonight. <laughs> Why is the hum always gone? No, no this is all trivia. Okay, I OG thought you screen. said Scream Three, but okay, okay. This is this is all OG Scream. Oh, no. <laughs> when Sydney Prescott is first attacked, Billy Loomis climbs through the bedroom window to rescue her. What drops out of his pocket that makes him look suspicious? Cell phone. Knife. Or a mobile phone, whatever you would call it, then. I hear a knife, I hear a cell phone. It's a phone. I think it's a phone. It's a phone. I don't trust myself. <laughs> it is a phone, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, Ooh. that's right. A little Nokia brick is what it looks like. Linda Blair, who played Regan in the first yeah, two Exorcist yeah. movies, makes a cameo as a news reporter in Scream. Is that true or false? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think I would have remembered seeing her. I trust Rachel. Yeah, I trust Rachel. I mean, that's a very dangerous thing to do, but I don't remember seeing her, and I feel like I just rewatched The Exorcist. I would have remembered it. Well, you shouldn't listen to Rachel. It is true. She has yes! a cameo as a Sorry, reporter guys. In, the, in the film. I do not remember that at all. I just watched that, too. What the hell? The sheriff is played by Joseph Whip, the same actor who played a police officer in the OG Nightmare on Elm Street film. Is this true or false? I have no idea. I have no idea. We're now, like, the thing is, the slashers is my, like, weakest genre, so I have no idea. Justin, you like slashers. Um, repeat the question, please. <laughs> okay. 
The actor who plays the sheriff, the uh, the actor's name is yeah, Joseph yeah. Whip. Is he the same actor who played a police officer in OG Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh shit! Um... <sighs> False. Sorry, that's guys. True. That is true. Yeah. Wes Craven brought him back. Oh, shit. That's right. I didn't even think about the whole Wes Craven thing. All right. I'm going to give you guys an easy one. How does Sydney's best friend, Tayden, die? Her uh, garage did. door. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Good job. I didn't know if the name would throw you off. Which horror movie is being watched at the party just before Randy Meeks recites his oh, famous Halloween. Rules? Halloween. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. Ready for a hard one? No. <laughs> no, but go ahead. <laughs> Complete Randy Meek's famous rules. One, you can never have sex. The minute you get a little nookie, you're as good as gone. Sex always equals death. Two, never drink or do drugs. The sin factor in its extension of number one. And three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say... I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bravo, team. Good job. <laughs> the effects team created over 150 gallons of fake blood and did not use any corn syrup or red food dye to make it. Is this true or false? What would they be? Oh, like? see, it Chocolate feels syrup? like something that would be like a, a true trivia, like fun fact, but also what the what the hell yeah. would they have made it out of otherwise i mean i know chocolate syrup is something that's used a lot but like mostly in like black and white right yeah i guess it's... that's true because brune unless it was food coloring i don't know uh i said food coloring oh no food coloring did not use corn syrup what is it, or like red beets? food dye see that's what makes me feel like it's true because it feels too specific on the two things you know what i mean like yeah. it feels too but Larry is pretty wily. But I, I with and you, what that's what my gut be? says. Yeah. You're I the only one went to film school. Why are you getting revenge on me, too? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. You, you're just along for the ride. <laughs> oh, okay, Collateral cool. damage. <laughs> if anything, you are, my, you are my inside man saboteuring. You are my feels man, like you're, it. You are my <laughs> Manchurian <laughs> candidate. So true uh, or False. I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you with Marzi. I feel like that's if it's true, it's super cool, and I want to know what they used. I just feel like it. Like I heard both. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll go with whatever they say, but I think it's false. I just feel like it too specifically lists the two things that you would make blood out of. That it feels like. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like it's true. Okay, let's go true. It is false. You should have listened oh. to Justin. They only used yeah. around 50 gallons of fake blood, and it was indeed corn syrup and red food dye. Meh. <laughs> All right. Which horror movie is not mentioned in Scream? Hellraiser, The Thing, Prom Night, The Evil Dead. The uh, Evil thing. Dead. Oh. Is it The Thing? I don't know. You are the Canadian saboteur. <laughs> Prom Night definitely came up because they're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. I know. That was the only thought I had was, so they definitely talked about Prom Night. And I'm like, that's not the answer to the question. That's not helpful. <sighs> Did they talk about Hellraiser? I'm almost positive so. they talked about Evil Dead as well. Okay. Almost, but not. I know. think they talked about Hellraiser. 
So it's okay. Well, then I, I the thing. I'm just trying to think if they thought. Did they talk about the thing? I mean, given our track record tonight, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to follow Justin into the. Are we saying Evil Dead? No, I wait, think no, saying, I didn't. I said Evil Dead. You said you, you're pretty sure they talked about Evil Dead. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I think it's the thing. Okay. But I'll go with whatever. I. I think we're going with the thing. Good job. It was the thing. Uh, all right. Booya! 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 See. How does yeah. Stu Maker allegedly die at the end of Scream? Well, he gets shot. Well, allegedly, though. Yeah, he gets shot. I, well, added, I added that the, word. I added that they, word. They I were going to frame it. Theory. Oh. Right, 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 right. I, I wasn't sure if you were alluding to his, they were trying to make it look like he got stabbed. No, no, you know, no. His, his was... whole, you went too deep, man. <laughs> No, I was I was alleging to my my my, my fan Sorry. theory that we're going to see Stu Maker in Scream Five. Stu got kill, crushed under a TV. Oh, he he died under a TV. Trust me, like yeah, no, one hundred percent. I am. Yeah, you're right. I, I know this one hundred percent. No, you're That's right. That's right. TV falls on his head and electrocutes him. Good job. Because I remember messaging Larry after and going, "Oh yeah, no, he's definitely not going to be." <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might. You have to have faith. I mean, but was if he they can the make poster? Scream Three, they can make they can make Stu Maker come back from the dead. Okay, oh, complete this fa- famous Billy Loomis quote. You hear that, Stu? I think she wants a motive. Well, I don't really believe in motive, Sid. I mean, did Jason Voorhees have a motive? Freddy Krueger have a motive? Norman Bates have a motive? Norman Bates. Michael Myers have a motive. It's Norman Bates. Trust me, wow, go with yeah. this one. It is Norman I'm, Bates. Okay, because well, he says you. we all go a little mad sometimes. Yes. Part. Yeah, he does. It's Norman Bates. Justin got it to you. That's correct. Mm-hmm. See? Complete this famous Gail Weathers quote. I've got I have horrible hair. Oh. <laughs> Wrong movie. Sorry. Uh, the reporter <laughs> left me for dead in the news van, comes to, stumbles onto you two dipshits, finds the gun, and... Ruins your oh. stupid plot and becomes the hero. Steps up and kicks some ass. Foils your plan and saves the day. Catches the bad guy and sells a ton of books. Can you uh, repeat those? F- yeah, I think it's the first one. But can Ruins your stupid no. plot and becomes the hero. Steps up and kicks some ass. Foils no. your plan and saves the day. No. Catches the bad guys and sells a ton of books. I think it might be... Because like, Scream 1 was what, 96? Six. Mm-hmm. I think it might be one, the first yeah. one. I don't know. The I rest mean, that's of them the just one that, like, so it, bad. Yeah, that's the one that like resonates with me. But I mean, her character would be the book thing. And now it's I'm doing hard. that thing where I can. It's... I'm like my brain sees both of them. <laughs> like I, my yeah. brain is Mandela affecting in real time right now. <laughs> it's just so hard because like the first one is the only one that sounds good to me. Not and it doesn't even really sound that good. But oh I think it's God. the the last the books one seems too obvious. Yeah, because that is what she actually went on to do, right? Yeah. So yeah, and was in the process of doing in the first one. She was writing the book, or she already wrote the wrote the book. Yeah, she wrote she the wrote Cotton Weir book. book. Cotton Weir yeah. Weir book. Yeah. R.I.P. Oh, you know what? Maybe it is the book thing then. Because she would write, she knew she would write a new book. I, I do need an answer, know. folks. 
I do need an answer. Can we hear the? Can we hear one and four one more time? Absolutely. Ruins your stupid plot and becomes the hero. Catches the bad guys and sells a ton of books. Fuck! They both sound so likely. I, every time you read the first one, I'm like, it's that one, and then you read the second one, and I'm like, or is it that one? Right? Like it's it's so. <sighs> I'm going one. I'm going one. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm yeah. I mean, I'll go one. with you guys. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> One second. It actually, oh. the, the website reset on me. Oh, I was like, this is cruel. What <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> the website reset on me. It's like it all like refreshed. I am so sorry. That's this is fine. terrible. I'm just going to drink away the pain. Hey, you know what? I'll join you there. <laughs> Apparently, I have to take it all over again. Hey, so uh, while we're oh my god, it won't it won't reset. No, right, I'm I'm googling. I'm now that we're having stuck. this downtime, uh, how's uh, Randy enjoying uh, VR? Oh my god, he loves it. He played yeah. Vader Immortal last night, and I was like, and he just kept being like, "Oh my god, I don't want to spoil it for you." Oh my god, I don't. Spoil it for <laughs> so you. I I haven't actually played the game. I just went into the uh, like uh, lightsaber dojo, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> oh man, that's so much fun. He said, basically, it's like the void in our own living room, which we, like, mourned the death of the void. So that's super, super exciting. How's, uh, did he try it yet? I need to know. Try it yet? What's it? Uh, Oh, the game? uh, Yes. No, but he downloaded it today. He, like, redeemed it and downloaded it today. So probably that's what he's going to be doing while we're recording. So, Randy... I know you have headphones on. Can I talk to you for one sec? If you end up playing that, I expect you to die. Mm-hmm. We, while I'm still recording, oh, yeah. can we get a review? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Justin's dying to know, as am I. Even just like a review of the opening credits. He wants a review at least of the opening credits. Okay. I'll do it here in a minute. All right. He's oh gonna... hell yeah! <laughs> I really twisted his arm on that one. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. I hope you're you're appreciating his sacrifice right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing you're talking about? Uh, I got oh. Randy an Oculus for Christmas, and him and Justin have been bonding over it. And uh, oh. he's uh, he's become a what, what? What? Rachel, you have become a what? What did you an call Oculus it? Oculus widow. An Oculus widow. <laughs> yeah. Randy lives in the metaverse now. Just, he kept uh, being like, "I feel so bad. I feel like you're an Oculus widow. I'm so sorry. Just not enough to take these off." <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna get Michelle a second? Are, are we double dating or what? Not right away. I talked oh. to her and she's like, oh, we got so much other shit we have to pay for first. I was like, but did you tell her you're going to sell the index so that you can afford it? No, mm. but I'm going to because I forgot. There I, you I'm go. Going to this website is, you know what? You could not, not only could you get a second Oculus, you could get a Brondell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I could probably get close to two Brondells for the That's index. what I'm saying. I mean, and like after your charcuterie journey, more than ever, I feel like. Okay, can I tell you? I have had the burns a little bit today oh no because, well because it's i so much i'm not i'm you leaving the all ring this of in fire okay uh, i have yeah. the answer to this question and before we talk about okay. burns. i knew i could speed him up the, the phone finally heard my, my plea when i started getting stressed you were wrong on both accounts the answer is foils your plan and saves the day oh really, really? that just seems like a that seems well, I think stupid. that that's wrong. <laughs> I don't accept that answer. Yeah, like it just seems like bad and kind of. 
Yes. So thank you to Twinfinite. I Twin had Finite. more faith in Kevin Williamson than that. Yeah. Thank you to Twinfinite for working for 99% of that. Uh, you, you did wonderful. You got 10 out of 15 right, so it said that you were uh, you were Scream hardcore fans. Yep. Oh, put yeah. it on my gravestone. So, there <laughs> so that as long being... as don't include three in that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I, I showed you my rankings, and you saw how low I had three. Yeah. I put in extra lines. Uh, so that being <laughs> said, let's talk about this movie. Justin, play some epic music, and let's review Scream 3. All right, so we've all seen Scream 3 at least once before this viewing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is viewing yes. numero dos. Okay, I, I think this might so. be three, maybe fourth viewing for me, but probably three. I think this might be second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've definitely watched this movie more times than I'd like to. Oh, oh sorry. Poor you. Um, so, as always, when we have the zombie girls on, they do take off some of the weight from our shoulders. So, Rachel, I yes. believe you came with some background on this film. Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so here we go. Scream 3 is, wait for it, the third film <laughs> in the Meta Slasher series. No way. I know. I told you, I'm doing the hard research, okay? I I went deep. I went into the dark <laughs> web. I got all the teeth. Okay. Oh, you went into the dark web. Oh, mm-hmm. don't do that. Never do she that. She might have had to with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I bought some, like, off-brand drugs and mm. um, and got this excellent detail for you. Um, <laughs> uh, it was originally intended to be the final film in the series, and I'm kind of surprised it didn't kill it, but we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, that is, yes. Yes. And like the first two films, it was directed by master of horror Wes Craven. However, unlike the previous films, Scream 3 was written not by Kevin Williamson, but by a gentleman named Aaron Kruger, which is an awesome Wes Craven-y sounding name, by the way. It is. Side note. He has a real roller coaster of a resume, I would say. Yeah, what uh, is it? Other, other films that he has written included Arlington Road. Amazing. Oh, Wow reindeer games oh shit so amazing oh shit the ring like the the american remake yes okay and all of its terrible sequels (laughs) uh the skeleton key and several of the transformers uh sequels wow that is in the shell that is up and down yeah yep next up is top gun maverick Ooh, arlington road is one of my favorite like political thriller that's a good movie it is, and that's why I'm saying it is a it is a with roller depth. coaster. Yeah, with yeah. like I mean, I would characters argue making that a few decisions of these are that, pretty great. Yeah, with like characters making decisions that actually like mean something. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this was his third film. I think Arlington Road was his first screenplay. So. So he used a... all his energy up right there. Then. Yeah, I mean, I said Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we'll get into it, but I think that this movie probably counts as one of the lowlights of his career, which is a shame because Williamson, though he didn't actually write the screenplay, did offer him a five-page outline for the sequel that Mm. he completely disregarded. It would have focused, yeah. It would have focused more on Sydney having moved to the country to deal with the trauma, sort of like Halloween 2018 style. That was the original intention of this film. We could have gone Halloween 2018, 18 years early. Yep. So, okay. Okay. Like in the movie within the movie, this was definitely a troubled production. (laughs) There's a line in this movie given by medical professional Jenny McCarthy, who you should listen to for all your medical needs, Uh, (laughs) where she jokes about all the fucking rewrites. And Mm -hmm. this actually applies to the film. It's this film itself as well. Uh, pages for this film were not given to the right to the actors until the day of filming because they were still writing and rewriting them to the point where Wes Craven was having to step in and be like, this is nothing like the original characters. Mm. Yep. Well, that's a sign of a good movie, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Also, the timing of the film had a huge impact on it. Production began right on the heels of the Columbine Massacre, which you may remember took place in a time when we actually cared about school shootings in America. Yeah. And so there was a ton of pressure from production and the studio to cut way back on the violence. At one point, they were demanding that there not even be any blood in this film. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, when I read that, the best movie year ever book mm-hmm. it's about 1999 they i was really surprised at how much columbine affected yeah so much in the film industry right this is this is it was not very thoughts and prayers keep it moving in yeah, array it, it was it was it was kind of incredible like it affected a shit ton of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. which you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't think that it would with how our culture handles it today but yeah it was insane wow okay yep so as a result the film took a turn towards the comedic uh i'll I'll let you decide are we like air quotes or yes (laughs) like massive air quotes um and i'm sure we'll have some thoughts about that when we get into plot apparently the whole process was so frustrating for craven that he said he was he considered leaving the horror genre permanently wow oh yeah Wow. There were, yeah, that's not all. There were also issues with their lead, Nev Campbell. She was, when they went into production, I don't know why they timed it this way, but they did. She was in the midst of shooting Party of Five and another film, which limited her ability to be on set to just 20 days. Uh, she also had to wear a wig because her role in the movie required her to have these like ridiculous streaks in her hair. And so at least two hours wild a things? day was spent. It was not wild things. Sad. Oh. It, 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 it was like, um, some i don't know some drama okay um sorry no worries uh i mean I, we would be talking about that if that was yes. <laughs> <laughs> i have thoughts and feelings about that film um so and it took hours to apply it so that there was even less time she was allowed to be on set which basically resulted in her being backburnered in this film because and why she spent like the most important act of the film essentially sitting in a police station but <laughs> We'll get into it. David Arquette and Courtney Cox, who met on the first screen, dated during the second film, and were married shortly before the third, had to cut their Bahamas honeymoon short to return to film this one, which is why they're both so tan. (laughs) So tan in this. (laughs) But can it explain the haircut? 
Okay, so David Arquette has said he takes full responsibility for this haircut. He apparently was the one that suggested she do like a Betty Page haircut. And I don't know why they thought this is what Betty Page looked like. But he admits that it did not work and he takes full responsibility. Well, good for hey, him. He's owning he's own up to good it. Good for so, him. You know. Still, you can never unsee those wispy, wispy bangs. God, like that some, was so bad. It's, I mean... I, I, you know, I remember the year that this came out and I remember many a baby doll bang being worn on a friend. None of them had these wispy ones. I don't know what they razor just, blade massacre happened on her. It forehead. looks so like a, weirdly done. Yeah. like someone did it for her in a bathroom mirror. Like I've seen better haircuts done at West Point by dudes with like scissors. Yeah. That does look like a late night crisis <laughs> haircut. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't happened at the end of a honeymoon. This is like a breakup haircut. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rough stuff. Um, anyway, so in order to prevent spoilers, they were really, really worried about spoilers. They filmed multiple endings and they did no test screenings of this film, which I think shows. The a cast and crew. What? So just a little bit. Yeah. The cast and crew didn't even see the movie until the premiere and the press only got to see it two days before the premiere to prevent spoilers which tells you what a different world we were in in 2000 that they're like oh you can have a full 48 hours and you can't spoil it (laughs) the internet has changed some shit Mm. uh the film premiered in february on february 3rd in 2000 and was critically panned uh but it was a decent box office success. It premiered at number one and earned 34.7 million in its opening weekend and ultimately reaching 161.8 in total box office domestic and international on a 40 million dollar budget which is a huge success however not in comparison to the other films both of which like this is number four is actually the lowest box office but this is the third lowest box office i wonder what the drop off was word of mouth i would imagine <laughs> yeah i mean i, mean, I wonder like i wonder like what weekend one was compared to what weekend two it's always the the crazier oh, number yeah you know it was brutal you yeah it was brutal because blair witch yeah. actually grew like that was the crazy thing when we, we reviewed that it's like blair witch like its first weekend wasn't what did it it was the the length of time it stayed in there yeah i mean because that was like a full cultural phenomenon yeah like, everybody was talking about that when it came out oh man scream three mars i hear you have a plot summary um, for this bloated and terrible, terrible film. Are you ready? Two uh, hours long. Two hours Hang long on. when it could have been it. 60. It, hours? Minutes. <laughs> Jeez, if it was 60 hours, I would have just like... No, I, I just would have told like, you I watched it, not I No, Justin, only, only you force in movies that are very long and are not good. Ooh, Salem, shots Salem, fired. Salem's lot. Salem's, Salem's lot. lot. I tried to stop it. I tried my best. But I saw a picture and I was like, oh, that looks so good. <laughs> you saw good. a picture and you saw Toby Hooper. I, I cannot I cannot fault you. I cannot yeah. fault you for your knowledge going in. <sighs> I'm still sad about it. It's still not I, a ginger thrust. Weirdly, pe- a lot of people like that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a why. beloved movie. I did so not like bad. it. It's so bad. It's so long and it's so dry. It has like one or two cool scenes, but it is. Oof. So Mars, you have 60 seconds (laughs) to summarize this lovely film we reviewed this week. Are you ready? Oh my God, I just got nervous. This is like getting my COVID booster. I felt great until the moment. Justin has a very special song lined up too for the 60 second summary. So I hope everyone's So so there was multiple in the movie, Uh so I'm not sure which one you wanted me to use. As long as you got the band, we'll be good. 
I mean, I don't like the band. Oh, I know. So. That's why we. That's why we'll be good. Okay. Okay. I think who the band was. Three. Oh, it's Creed. Oh, Justin. Oh, I did see that poster in the room, and I was like, <laughs> it was the opening song when Cotton Weary was driving. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Cotton Weary has a talk show until Ghostface calls and threatens his girlfriend. The girlfriend thinks Ghostface is Cotton and then thinks Cotton is Ghostface and the Ghostface kills them both. Kincaid calls with Gale because they found a picture of Marvin Prescott at Cotton's crime scene on the set of Stab 3. Roman fights to keep shooting and the Gale finds out Dewey is dating the actor portraying her and then you're kidding me with this dream sequence. Sarah goes to the studio to meet with Roman but he calls. He's late. He's actually Ghostface. Sarah gets murdered. Second. Someone calls Sydney impersonating her mom. This too turns out to be Ghostface. The remaining cast up hole up together for safety. Dewey figures out Marine's pictures were taken at the studio lot. Jennifer's bodyguard gets murdered and then Ghostface starts faxing threats to the cast and then other Dewey gets blown up and real Dewey is stuck with both Gales. Sydney shows up and they all go to sell where Randy's little sister gives them a tape he made on trilogy rules because of course why not. Double Gales get not Princess Leia to give the Marines actor file connecting her to John Milton the producer of the stab films. Dewey and the Gales confront Milton who just confirms he's disgusting. Everyone ends up at Roman's birthday party where they wander around and get murdered for way too long. Sydney goes to the mansion and Kincaid follows her and everyone fights Ghostface. Ghostface is Roman. Sydney's surprise half-brother until Dewey takes him off the census and Dewey and Gale get engaged with the fuck was this movie Scream 3. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, yeah. Bravo. Just that was Dewey's Amazing. theme which we didn't even yeah, get Yeah, I know. Movie. I loaded up the wrong one so I, I'll, I'll just add it in post. Oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> I like, it, in post. it made me sad because I don't even think we got it in this movie. What? Dewey's, Dewey's theme. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, it? Did we even thought, get Dewey? I don't think so. <laughs> I thought it played. I thought it played when Gail shows up and set and finds out that Dewey is Did it? working with the movie. I thought so, but maybe I I'm was very distracted up. by the bangs. I won't lie. Yeah, I mean, they it, are it might how could you not be the only that was song what? that really stuck out to me was Creed. <laughs> and that's but just you because got, me and Rachel you still got your uh, red so right hand. Yes, but a do. different version of it. Yeah, a different version. Yeah, a less good version. Oh, I agree. I feel like 100%. this is all on theme. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fix it in post, Creed, <laughs> her bangs. We'll deal with it Worst later. The not good Cage version. Yeah. yeah. And most importantly, and what I've been just so excited to discuss with all of you. <laughs> let's talk about the plot. And let's talk about the fact that this Dimension. Is well, yeah. It's a bad do you want to do that first or we want to do the Weinstein of it all? Yeah, let's fuck it. Let's get it out of the way because it looms large. Yeah, like, so man over a cow. I'm sure couch. Justin and Mars, you guys know that Dim- this is like a Dimension Films thing. Yeah, yeah. And Weinstein. the producers yeah. behind this are Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Touchy and grabby Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You know the guys who got outed by Hollywood 15, 16 years after this mm-hmm. for doing you, exactly you like, what I, this fucking movie said. Yeah. I don't know if you're looking for me to say like yes, I know who that is or not. No, yes, no, you're fine. I know who that is? Okay. Um, he's these are pregnant pauses. Yeah, this is pregnant by a Larry, creepy producer. You're pregnant? Oh my god! I thought you'd tell us in a different way. <laughs> I. So when I saw this movie, I knew I didn't like it. Like it just wasn't good. It didn't feel like Scream, and there's a lot of reasons Rachel went into, and we'll discuss too why. But watching this after all the revelations of. Me too. And everything that came out about Weinstein in particular and all these people who said we had no idea or whatever, right? And then see this go on. Uh He put it in his movie. It's a confession. He literally said, fuck you, do something about it. And we did nothing. Yeah, no, it's 100% like, I can get away with anything. Yeah. Watch. 
I mean, there's a line in it that says, I wrote this down because holy fuck. Hollywood is full of criminals whose careers are flourishing. Yeah. End quote. Yep. It's like he reveled in it. And it goes back, mm-hmm. as like, we've discussed this before in other, in other places, both Justin, I think, with Rachel Mars, too. But, like, it blows my mind that, like, this move, like, this movie came out and, like, no one said a word. We were more concerned about the blood volume than we were about the actual real victims that were being hurt and portrayed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, in Scream 1, we have Rose McGowan, who was the, one of the leading voices of Me Too. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It blows yeah. my goddamn mind that someone wrote this script and literally just highlighted the crimes that were happening in Hollywood. And like, okay, yeah, they won't do anything about it. Yeah, it shows you how untouchable they are. And the sort of, like, kind of um, commentary of this film around that Milton character is essentially that these people are untouchable, this is the system, and you either like it or lump it. I and they... That is... Yeah. And they made Sydney's Prescott... Sydney's mom, right? Maureen, mm-hmm. was a victim of the system. Mm-hmm. And they... St- Still called her a slut and a whore for it. Yeah, I mean, oh she, yeah, they, they totally slut shame her. I yeah. mean, this is this is I, I saw this described as the rare uh, the rare rape revenge plot where the original victim it doesn't get justice or or like revenge for what they're doing, but is instead like killed as part of a repu- like a retribution of another person's alleged victimhood. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like I was ready. Like the sex. I know I keep complained about the gender and sex politics of the first two films, yeah. but yeah. this one is wildly bad. I mean, like I don't care what era this movie came out in, which is a, a an excuse that always annoys me. But but like <laughs> this thing is. It, it's incredibly frustrating that this is largely lauded to be like a feminist slasher film, like franchise. Yeah. And then that, you know, as a, a woman who loves horror, who is frequently having to explain why I love horror, that like the character we point to the most is 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 Sydney, right? Yeah. And here in this film, like the gender politics are so unbelievably regressive. Um, even for 2000, like set aside the Harvey Weinstein of it all, because we didn't know, we didn't know as audiences then. Obviously, people in the industry did. Yeah. But the slut shaming and the like, su- like the pseudo like psychological thing about how her sexual assault turned her into a slut and like a mm-hmm. man eater and and a bad mother. All these things are wildly regressive and it sucks that it's this shit sandwich is in the middle of a franchise that as women who like want to talk about why slashers can be like actually interesting for women like that it's it's in this movie it it was i could not believe my eyeballs when i was watching this again today yeah because larry better not tell me anything crazy about this movie no no yeah i have never liked scream three scream three to me, killed the franchise. I mean, it came back obviously, yeah. but like when this movie came out, like I a was done. A decade later, <laughs> yeah. I was done with with Ghostface. Yeah. Like I and mm-hmm. and it's just crazy. Like I'm part of me always wondered, like, is it because I followed Scream Two, right? Like Scream Two was oh. so good and I loved it, and there's so many things about it that I love so very very much. Was it tainted because like I why would I go to Scream Three when I love Scream Two? I can stop there. Mm-mm. No, this movie has so many flaws, and we'll get into the bloated plot and the stupid plot. 
but like Rachel was like you're saying Rachel is just on point like I just I can't believe a movie like this was made and like with Sydney and Gail being in my opinion some of the strongest and longest running like final girls it it sucks it does suck it just sucks because like they ruin their characters. And then not only that, but they ruin other characters too. Like this is getting a little bit away from the Weinstein of it all. But they bring Randy back. Oh, oh, god. oh my oh, god. god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. It's just so, this movie is so bad, it's insulting to the audience. Yeah. And I think what it is is Justin, don't be upset when I say this, but this movie has saw itis. Not No, I agree. I, hey, I as much as I love Saw, I know okay. how bad those movies get. And you know, I have an unexpected affection for those movies. But I know like, you. I, I felt I feel so weird when uh, when you, now that you are like this the Saw aficionado. It's fucking weird, dude. It's because of the love triangle. She fell in love with that one scene. I'm gonna. Okay, I think I can kick you. Out. Oh, I think there is a way. So, but uh, okay, well, I don't remember what I was gonna say. I'm so oh, right. Oh, I did. Yes, 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 yes. Like th- this movie, it like satirizes the previous movie. Sort of satirized horror tropes writ large. You know, like we in the second yes. one, we had the Friday the Thirteenth twist, all that kind of stuff. This movie is now satirizing its own plot. Yeah. And its own mythology, which I mean, I get that they're trying to be meta, but it just makes it so convoluted. And you're like, the lore is so twisted. And it also does the thing that saw, I think, four or five did that drove me crazy, which was that it undercuts its previous films. Yeah. Like they do to Stu and Billy what happens to Amanda yeah. in later movies. And I, that shit is And they relish in it. Like, unlike the later <laughs> yes. Saul films, like, where they throw it in there because they have to have an excuse for why the fuck this is yeah. happening. Yeah. The writer almost, and, like, the plot, like, relishes in the fact of, like, because they, yeah. they bring back Randy, and Randy's like, it's a, it's the end of a trilogy. Anything can happen. And it's like, like, anybody can die. What you knew doesn't matter. Everything's thrown out the window. Like, you had a long-lost brother. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, it's stupid. It's really, really stupid. I will say, um, we've all seen Scream 4, yeah? Mm. Yeah, once. One time. I don't remember yeah, it one at time. all. Okay. So, it's going to be really like a first watch. Okay, so, yeah, basically so I, I won't spoil anything, but Scream 4 and Kevin Williamson comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, Scream 4 does bring back um, the attempt of critiquing its own franchise. Okay. And I think it does it in a much better way. Okay. So... I mean, it couldn't do it much worse. Yes. So. Yes. And, and honestly. <laughs> no bar. You would have to, like, try to do worse. Well, the, the cool thing point. is, and this is my own opinion as someone who, like, for, if, like, for me, this is number two, right? It's behind Halloween. So, I just pretend Scream 3 doesn't exist. I just go right over it because you don't need it for Scream 4. Yeah, I can think of a movie and a franchise that I feel that way about. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween three season of the witch. No, that movie is gold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we talked about the wine scene of it all, and we talked about a little bit of it, but like, can we talk about how this movie starts off incredibly strong? We get cotton weary. We get a little bit of it. Oh, you don't think so? You guys don't think so? No, no. I I think it pretty much falters like almost from the beginning. I think 
the beginning is the strongest part of this movie. Yes. Is where I will settle okay, on this. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go there, too. Like, we get Cotton Weary, and we know that usually the first character we meet die. And, like, Cotton Weary have this nice heroic redemption in the last movie. And we get him here, and he gets lured by a new trick that Ghostface has, which is the voice changing. Right? And, he, and then he dies. I hate hate the voice changing it's Do the you? dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like really the same twist tricks everyone 15 times and he can recreate the voice from beyond the grave yeah i yeah, also thought one. that i was like that's a good, how one. That's a good point i didn't, I didn't get... think about that one i was thinking about the, the oh. other people but i didn't think about the beyond the grave also that they I know that you know she's Serena's mom or Selena's mom. Serena, you're right. Serena yeah. Wilson. Okay. Unlike the other two women who are like the opening venue like vignette kill, she gets like no characterization, no dialogue practically. We do get to see her naked though, thank God. Um and then she just kind of dies. Like and it it's it's I don't know, like it is the things that people critique the first two movies for. It it leans in to the way that it like the disposability of women. Yeah, I hate the opening of this movie. Okay, I I think I meant to say I think Mars. Thank you for for helping me. It is it was more that the best part of this movie is in the first ten minutes. Okay, because it's just downhill. Yeah, I, I mean I would, I would definitely agree with that because yes. there is no like there is it's the weirdly still bad bright spot of this movie even though it's still bad we do get that makes sense we do get crunk for a little bit in here oh um oh fuck um oh my god what is his name oh. it's gonna bug me uh venture bros uh oh crunk oh yes um yes. uh what is his name uh the tick what yes that's the first thing i think of too is the tick oh, i haven't seen the tick i just think of him as crunk from Emperor's. oh Mid-Rose. my god you should watch the tick oh it's the amazing. tick is amazing every version of the tick is amazing the animated version is amazing the one that was on amazon prime a couple of years ago amazing oh, it was so he... good do you remember when it was a tgif show yes of course that's that's what i that's the tick i think <laughs> of. patrick Wahlberg. patrick Wahlberg. thank yes. you yes yeah and, and we have a jay and, we have a jay and silent bob like appearance and it's oh my god it's just yeah. like the worst part about it, and I can't believe I can't remember if it was Mars or Rachel who said it. It's just it goes so far into the meta. Like I texted Justin this. It's like mm-hmm. the meta, the meta in the meta in the meta in the meta. Like it's just it's just so bad. It is so goddamn bad. I hate yeah. everything about this plot. The only thing that even for a slight second like makes me like almost almost want to give it a point. Is when Sydney's husband, uh, brother, like he's dying, and she like holds his hand. Like there's like a little bit of part of me that like likes what's trying to happen there, but even that just goes out the window. I hate Scream Three. I'll I'll tell you right now, it is it is such an ugly blemish on a franchise I love so much. Mm -hmm. I I hate Scream Three for for so many reasons. And like I said, the biggest part is the Weinstein of it all, and then it just all unravels from there. Yeah. It's just crazy how much of a confession this movie is. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, on so many levels. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Can I well, say it... one thing I love? And I don't know. Maybe yeah. actually this should go in audio. There is one thing I love about this movie. Mm-hmm. And 
it begins and ends with Parker Posey. I yeah. fucking love her. In this. <laughs> I, she yeah. should have lived. She should be in the rest of the movies. She like somehow she takes the trash dialogue she's given and plot line and is amazing in every single freaking scene. Like all of her Gale on Gale hostility is hilarious. It's the only place that this movie worked for me was the two of them teaming up and and their oh my gosh was, yeah yeah and there's yeah. there's Chef one kiss. more I, I do agree with that we'll talk about more in audio. There's another minor performance I want to talk about in audio. Okay, okay. Anybody have anything else to say about plot? Um, I would say that one of the best things, and this is going to be weird coming from me about Scream 2, is the believability of the love story between Dewey and Gail Weathers. Yeah. I think that movie weirdly has a super compelling love story in the middle of it because the movie is so committed to, like, their chemistry. Yes. And this one, for no reason, they're not together anymore. And then at the end, even though there's no, there's no feeling of, like, reignited chemistry. Nope. They get engaged. Right. It's literally like they what? decided to split them up to, to keep the tension for no other reason than to have tension between them uh, actually I have a question about the end of this movie Sure. so does like Kincaid live with them now oh, or he, what's uh, going on you're about McDreamy yeah uh, yes sorry it's okay uh, McDreamy never comes back so oh, yeah what? he does he shows up in the end with the popcorn scream four so oh. fun fact about McDreamy in this, he was hired. Oh, he, I see what you mean. He started the he was hired the day before he was meant to start on set and had to learn all of his lines like two like hours before. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's in the final fight and shows up at, at like living with them is because they realized they completely forgot about him after the third act. <laughs> so they just oh had God. him show up. Goddamn. To have like because they were like, oh, this is a massive plot hole. God. And that's why it's so fucking weird that he's like, movie night! I did the popcorn! <laughs> yeah. Good God. Ooh, I gave this yeah. film a one. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> this this movie I, is just... Oh. It's it's like a master's class in, oh, I forgot it's about that. It's a master's that. class in how to literally ruin everything that was good about a franchise. Yeah. Literally yeah, drag I it also through the knives and the, knives and the shit in the muck. You had one too, Justin? Oh, yeah, absolutely I did. It was a horrible movie. Rachel. I gave it a two. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want to be too mean. <laughs> I guess I could have been meaner. <laughs> I also gave it a two. I'll say that the extra points for Parker Posey. Okay, yeah, perfect. How is she so good in this terrible movie? She is how was so- this movie so bad? <laughs> I mean, so apparently they didn't even totally know what the movie was going to be. So they just shot a bunch of stuff and then assembled it. Oh, yeah, man. that's obvious. Yeah. That's- God. Like, it's like a B yeah. movie shot in A movie budget using A movie property. Yeah. No, it's like student film made by people who yeah. think they know how to make a movie. Yes. Like it's that's so... what it feels like to me. Student film of like the like a top tier producer, so they're able to like trick all these actual celebrities to be in. For the master film. of horror, Wes Craven, to say that he almost walked away from not only the set but from directing I mean, horror films altogether. It had to be pretty bad. God damn, to be a fly yeah. in the wall in that production, to know you know now and to go back and just watch it happen. Yeah, it'd be brutal. You know that, like, Courtney Cox and David Arquette were like, we cut Bahamas short for this. Yeah. <laughs> right? I cut my hair short for this. Like, I, right? I literally That's... can't believe that they revived it. I'm serious. Like, I, yeah. I can't. I'm sure we'll get into the production because I haven't really dived into it. But I wonder if Kevin Williams says, came back to Wes and said, let's fucking fa- save this shit. Uh, 
I'm trying to I think I read something about this about how like basically every few years they would come to them and say like they'd be like no 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 and then finally they were like we're gonna move forward with this and they're like okay we'll do it (laughs) please don't fuck it up more yeah that's that's what happened with uh, Halloween H2O is like Mm. is John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis said we're not doing this anymore and then they came to it with her to a script that she said she actually liked and she went to West and like I'm not doing unless West Craven's involved and -hmm. so they brought West Craven on and nice. Home and H2O is one of my favorites, so. <sighs> Gosh, Scream 5, I am so scared Wait, about Wait, hold it. on. Isn't Halloween H2O the one? Is that the one with the fight? No. The breakdance fight? That's Resurrection, and we don't talk about that <laughs> goddamn movie. <laughs> oh, man, Justin, that is going to be one where I'm going to need to drink. I'll, I will actually drink during that review. I will. We can get drunk and do it. You know, I've never seen that one. It don't. <laughs> That's the one with Busta Rhymes, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. The, I've seen pictures. They, they try to Blair Witch, fucking. Right. It's the Thorn uh, Birds or something. The Thorn, the Cult of Thorn. It's not even that anymore. It's not even that anymore. It's literally they just have a game show in Michael Myers' house about spending the night. Oh man! So they kind of do that with a uh, uh, Hellraiser at one point in time too. Let's we'll find out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, hey. So uh, yeah. Are we? Well, no. I'll save that for after. Okay. okay. Cinematography. Okay. Cinematography. I feel like even though there's this this plot is so bad, I do feel like there are some inventive kills in this movie. I th- I'm trying th- to remember a single kill. Remind yeah. me. I like um, I, I like um There's the throwing out off the balcony. Throwing off the balcony and landing, like the splat. I, I liked that. I liked how bad McDreamy got his ass beat. Like that seemed visceral. I like the fight okay. scene between Sydney and her brother like that seemed like a, okay. a real fight like they like it felt like the punches connected like it was hard to watch and like it wasn't like the city yeah. took a beating like it was going back and forth mm-hmm. um I, i'm with you on that one yeah yeah and definitely. so like I, I do like especially if they were pushing back on the violence i feel like we got it i like when fake dewey got blown up like we got a zoom in on his face and then we saw him disintegrate <laughs> i did like that and then cronk or the tick for those who know him that way like, when he got brutalized and he walks towards the door, like, bleeding out of his ears and stuff. Like, I feel like if they were really pushing back, I feel like they gave us a lot of gore. Mm-hmm. Which, it's a slasher. You have to have gore in a slasher. Have to. Have to. You have it's to. It's the number one rule of slasher. There's There are there are amazing PG-13 and PG horror movies out there. They exist. Zero of them are slashers. There has Zero. to be gore in slashers. Because that is like having a comedy with no jokes. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, it, even though like, I am someone who talks. Yeah, about, there are no jokes in this movie. They tried. <laughs> God, they they tried. I'm trying to think if I laughed at a single. I mean, I did laugh at a couple. I things. laughed at the hair, but oh, I don't know if that was. And I will, I'm not sure if I put this in how scary or cinematography. <laughs> but there is one thing that like actually like did like tickle my brain and disturb me in a way. It's, really? Yeah, it was the, the way they shot the happened. person underneath the bloody sheet. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it was. See, the my issue was that with that is I think it was done better in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, with the body it, bag. It, it definitely was, but and that and that bothers me too. But there was just something about like when she turned around and it was just standing there, like that really like. I'm not sure, like again, I don't, I don't know where to put it, whether in cinematography or how scary, but it's like the way it was framed, it like. It, it did. It got me yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. Good. I agree. All right, thank you. Yeah. 
But besides that, this is middling. You could tell Wes Craven phoned this shit in. Yeah, the 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 direction on this is rough. How can he direct what's not written? (laughs) Yes, but I mean, like there are things like (laughs) that I you look for with direction, like that you can follow along mm-hmm. that you can understand spatially what's happening unless it's some surreal thing but in this like ghostface is like warping around yes yeah. and you never know where he's going to be and it worked in the first two because it was two people but in this one it's one person mm-hmm. and he is like he is he has the warp whistle from Super Mario Brothers three and is just zipping all over the, the place. The portal it gun makes no sense. Yes, just popping he, in he and has, out. Yes, he thinks he's Rick and or Morty. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I do not. And then spatially, I have no fucking idea where anyone is. I can't track anyone, especially in the chaos of that final mansion scene. Nothing makes sense. It's, it's so it's bad. Wild. It's it's just wild. It's, it's just chaos. It's yeah. It's so bad and. Again, Wes Craven is one of my favorite horror directors, and there's just there's nothing to say about this. It's just at its best, it's middling, and there is some cool violence. I have one positive. What's that? I mean, to throw that out there. Okay, so there to me, there is one kind of great moment in this. Okay, one, <laughs> and it is. I don't know if this is actually more acting or plot or I don't know. I don't know where to put this, but visually, it's okay, either to the director or the writer. Yeah, <laughs> bless their heart. Um. <laughs> I do think there is one great moment when Sydney stumbles into the set of her street. Sure. Like her home, yeah. Because there's this, as a viewer and as the characters, there's this sort of like sense of nostalgia that it kind of pinged for me of, of the original film mixed with this sickening feeling of what it would be like to return to this like empty copy of this, of her home yep. where like her, the origin of her trauma, but also like her previous life before all of this, mm-hmm. that is the one place that it like resonated for me. And I felt like the way it was shot with her seeing it for the first time really did work for me. It was something that I know that Wes Craven specifically added. He made them rebuild the set because it was something the writer had not included, but he wanted was cool. this moment where she would see her house. And to me, it's like, visually and that makes sense too because well, you can thinking back on that scene like you can tell there was more thought put into it yeah it, it like it actually hit yeah and everything I, else was yeah. just like whiff and i hope because i know the one trailer i watched of scream five i know that sydney goes back to the actual house really in the one trailer i haven't watched any trailers so in the one trailer i saw i know that she goes back to the actual house and i just i hope they give it the respect that Craven did here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree about the hometown set. It just has this really really eerie because even it, like not only does it look exactly like the first movie, but it's empty yeah. and it just has when this really that door, eerie feeling to yeah. it. <sighs> yeah, and the and yet it's so exact that she knows. Oh, I open the closet door to keep my bedroom door mm-hmm. closed, kind of thing. And we see that old trick played again. Super eerie, and I liked it. And I think that's the only like visual part i mean other i mean i liked that but this movie visually is just so drastically different from the other two Mm -hmm. that this feels like like i i did get creeped out by the person under the bloody sheet shot but it was that and like the weird nightmare she has and everything is so different Mm -hmm. from the other two that i feel like scream three pulls a lot of moves that 
sequels pull. Yeah. You know, like I talk all the time when a good sequel happens and it's like, this is great because a lot of times sequels biff it and they yep. pull things like this. So they're like, let's add a dream sequence or let's add a nightmare. Or let's, you know, and this one is just so visually different than the other two. It doesn't even feel like it matches. And then on top of that, and I understand this is personal taste. Everything that happened to Gail Weathers was wrong. Everything she wore was weird. Her hair was weird. Everything about her was wrong. Even in the end when she's wearing like the nice dress with the barrettes, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Still? Yeah. Like even that was weird. And like there was some part where she was wearing sneakers that had hemp soles. It was super bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I got real caught up in everything Gail Weathers was wearing. Or like there's a part where she's wearing the, I was about to call it the, Canadian tuxedo. Sorry. Uh, but the jeans. Now, okay. I forgot who is uh, present for a moment. Well, hold on. Why? I would like to know why it's called a Canadian tuxedo. I don't know why it's called that. Truthfully, I have no idea. But for some reason... You know, she was wearing that denim jacket with the same color denim pants, but the jacket was too big for her. And she just, I don't know. There's just so many things that I were going on. I have never seen anybody in Canada just like that. I mean, it's like. I mean, to be fair, Norma. Apparently, it's a colloquial <laughs> term for wearing a jean shirt or denim jacket with jeans. It re- yeah. reportedly yeah, it's the originated old denim. in 1951 after Bing Crosby refused entry to a hotel in British Columbia because he was wearing a denim top and denim bottoms. Huh. Huh. I always thought it was like a thing that like they were all like it was like like the hockey hair and denim. But I, I don't know. That's important. I don't know. Sorry. Didn't I didn't mean to <laughs> You okay, Justin? Are we touch good? a cultural nerve? Sorry. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean I don't really know. <laughs> anyone could have gotten a pass on that, I think it was Mars. <laughs> uh, my only last thing and I forgot to bring this up during the uh Weinstein moment of it all sure. was how fucked up was it that Milton's mansion has a bedroom that has the one-way Dude, mirror oh or whatever? The with the secret passageway that leads to the, the sex chamber. It's called a one-way mirror, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Where they, yeah. yeah. It is like, so upsetting. Uh, sorry, I forgot to bring that up earlier, and no, then I was remembering it, it, it now, and I was it, like, oh. It totally fits here. It is just. But it goes without any commentary. It's just a plot device. And there's no, nobody says a single thing about the fact that he has secret passages where he can watch people in their rooms. They literally relish it. That one girl who is in Friends, the one who like marries Ross before Ross says Rachel at the altar. Like, she literally is like, I didn't. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't remember Friends. Okay, uh, it is. Did you watch. Did you watch Thirty Rock? Yeah, yes. she was in Thirty Rock. Bird she dates bones. Alex. She's b- oh my bird bones. My bones. Yeah. Be careful, careful my, my bones. bones. <laughs> Maybe I just don't remember TV that well. Because, <laughs> damn, guys, I am like, I'm struggling over yeah, her, here. The actress's name is Emily Mortimer, but she even says, "I didn't fuck him to get this part." Oh, that yes. Okay. Like and it, yeah. it is not meant to like make you like unnerved. It's meant to be played it's a for joke. jokes. It's played as a joke that like I didn't fuck this guy to get a lead role. Like it just to die here or whatever Jesus it was. Christ. Yeah, yeah, it is trash. It's so bad. All right, I gave it a three for the house and the body bag. Uh, wait, Justin, uh, do you have anything you want to add to it? No, I mean that's the thing is I I think that you can definitely tell there were some things that were thought through more than the other. Like most of this 
felt like it was just kind of put together last minute, uh, except for, I mean, the house. Yeah. That, that, again, the body bag didn't really get me as much, but sure. that's because that, uh, or not body bag. Yeah, body bag. Mm-hmm. The body bag scene in Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my favorite scenes in that whole yeah. movie. Yeah. So I I, th- I think it just didn't uh, click. Craven's for me going as back well. to the well. <laughs> yeah. So what did you give it for uh, cinematography, buddy? Oh, I gave it a two. Perfect. I didn't. I really. Yeah. It was, I mean, oh, don't worry. You aren't. Those, those bangs. I'm telling you. <laughs> those bangs are like You're half of the. Off. Yeah. yeah. Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I, I everything Justin said. I agree. Um, and I would just say, yeah, the, the clearance rack clueless wardrobe did not help. So two. <laughs> and Mars. I gave it a three because I really liked the empty neighborhood set mm-hmm. stuff. Perfect. But yeah. Eh. yeah. Audio. So we can give it tens across the board because we have Creed, right? Little Scott. Well, yeah. <laughs> can you take me higher with that score, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we kind of get the red right hand. Like Justin but already it's not, mentioned, but, it's like, but it's the wrong one. It's not good though. Like it, I mean, it's not horrible. I, I, I but it is definitely compared to the original. Not. Yeah, I am willing great. to believe that the Dewey theme showed up, but I was just so distracted by all the other shit flying across the screen that I, I didn't catch it. Um, the acting. Now this is where I have the hardest part. I think. That once again, Sidney Prescott is brought to what we see Sidney Prescott as. Nev Campbell just has his character down pat so well. Like, the final fight sequence, even though Sidney was oddly missing from the majority of the biggest moments of this film. Yes. It is, it is Sidney Prescott. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is this character that she has developed and she taps into once, well, I guess now, once every decade. <laughs> And, um, there's this, like, I, I feel like once again, she is wonderful. Courtney Cox and David Arquette, I think they're still fine, but whether it be from the writing or the directing or whatever, like, we kind of revamped back to the beginning of Scream 2 for no reason, just to get to the end of Scream 2 with their relationship for, for no real reason, like Rachel already said. Very weird. And that's hard because we've already seen the performance, like, if there was some reason, like, some depth why it happened. Like, maybe he proposed and she wasn't ready for that or something, right? Like, there could have been a little yes. bit of something. And we could have... That's what needed to happen. You nailed it. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> that would have made sense. It could have been a little bit of something. Um. So the big three, the big three that I'll be back for Scream 4 and for Scream 5, I, I, I literally just can't say good enough things about Nev Campbell. I just can't. I she will always be my second favorite. And man, man, honestly, the more I think about it, she might be my favorite final girl. It's like her. It's like her and Lori. And oh, I mean, she's up there for me too, for sure. And, grumble, grumble, and, grumble. And I think, <laughs> and I think that um, she's a really, really bright spot. The problem is that this is a two-hour movie with so much garbage. <gasps> so much garbage. So that's kind of like my 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 brief of it. How about you guys? Justin, you've been quiet. What do you think? 
I mean, it's hard to think about this movie because the more I think about it, the more I want to forget about it. Um, We're almost done. We're almost done. (laughs) No, I just, I I mean, it sucks because I think that I'm kind of opposite. I I don't fully agree with you because I think that, and and I think we see from the first and second movie, I think that Dewey and Gale were just, I mean, they were written horribly. So I and I mm-hmm. think that kind of affects the, I mean, it affects the performance we get, right? We we don't get a good performance out of them, and I I I, I feel like that is one hundred percent the writing, um, mm-hmm. and I feel the same way about Nev Campbell, honestly. Like I, really? I okay. think that, yeah, I, I think this is the weakest we've seen her, obviously, oh, because she's only there. Really? For, yeah. Interesting. I think Why? this is the best version of Sydney. I think this is my one positive is going to be like, this is the best version of Sydney. Yeah. I, I think that her, I don't, I, I'm not saying her portrayal. Uh, I'm saying her performance is what I didn't really enjoy. I feel like some of these people you could tell did not like what was going on behind the scenes with all the rewrites. You and don't stuff. have and to I think that, if, you, if that's the way you no, feel. No, well, I, I just, yeah, I, I think that, welcome to no, I, I just, I feel like a lot of people phoned it in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially with the like main cast, I guess you could say, like mm-hmm. the OGs. I think that uh, I, I mean, I don't remember four, but by God, I hope it's better than this it one is. because <laughs> I don't think they could fall much further. It is, and Justin, and the like, only uh, the only performance criticism you're ever going to get from the horror community at large is the, your shit about the Fog Brothers. I do not like them. Okay, <laughs> that is just how I feel. Like, I feel like let's watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just double check. <laughs> well, see the thing. The thing is, is I'm not a huge Corey Feldman fan. Okay. Ouch. These are hurt. These are hurtful words. But we'll I'm get through it. I'm sorry. I just that is how I feel. That hurts yeah. my feelings. But we'll I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Have you seen Goonies? He, he, uh, he surprisingly, can't be, uh, he can't be perfect. No. You've I never seen Goonies? No. Oh, Justin, you're in for such a treat. You, you gotta show your kids, kids. Goonies. Yeah. Yes, oh, Rachel. and then, maybe then you'll love Corey Feldman because he's so great as Mouth. Or the Burbs. Rachel, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna put don't. you on the spot. Don't. What are you gonna do? Uh oh. I just want to see if you will retell the story that time you went to the Goonies town and thought you were taking pictures with reenactors. What happened? What? What? You told me that you went. You and Randy went on your Oregon trip. And you went to the town, and you're like, "This is where Goonies were made." And then there was a line of prisoners. <gasps> oh <laughs> god! Oh no! I forgot about that. What? <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh no! And- oh, god. <laughs> okay, so there's this adorable town called Astoria yep. where Goonies takes place. It's the Goondocks, and there's a tiny little jail. <laughs> <laughs> that has that has the Goonies Museum in it, and it's across from a house that's in a like this Victorian house that's in a bunch of horror films. Um, it, it's a famous little movie making area, and it's also near the courthouse, like the modern day courthouse. Okay. So, I'm there. I'm standing in front of the Victorian. I take pictures of the Victorian. It's beautiful. I turn around and I start taking pictures of the of the museum, and I see all these gentlemen. In prison garb, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a reenactment. Oh, they're doing some sort of show <laughs> at oh, the no. Goonies Museum. 
It was not a reenactment. <laughs> These gentlemen were in the suit murder suits <laughs> to which they had earned. Oh, man. <laughs> I was taking photos of real life prisoners. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> My like God. the dumb ass tourist that I was. Oh my god! I, I had I had blocked that out. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you resurfaced that memory. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I, think I was even like, Randy, god. look, look. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought it was the Fratellis. I didn't know. <laughs> An honest mistake. An honest mistake. Oh my god. I'm like actually turning red remembering it again. <laughs> so stupid. Stupid. No, stupid. it's funny. I'm so sorry. I no, had no, I'm to put glad you, you on the spot for that one. But, but with Justin, I, I am in full agreement. I could not recommend more. Watch, like when I have kids, I will be watching Goonies with them as soon as I oh, think they can appreciate it. It's the best. It's so good. It's so fun. It's so good. Like, I, as a kid, all I wanted in life was to, like, find, like, a secret treasure hunt. It's why I had such a big crush on Cindy Lauper. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, on a less happy note. That's awful movie. Uh, <laughs> audio. Um... Oh, wait. I had things. Yeah. Me too. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Almost pulling us back in. Oh, I thought we were going straight to uh, rating. I was like, oh, wait. No, I had things. Sorry. <laughs> good. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I was quiet because the floor is yours. I apologize. Um, I I did I did want to say that I do like Sydney in this movie okay. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's not in it a whole whole lot, apparently for reasons. <laughs> um, but I do. I don't know. I think you're right. She just really nails Sydney. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like Nev Campbell it, just understands who Sydney is, and you can tell. Them, I feel I feel like you can tell in her performance that she understands this character. And one of the things that I do love about this movie is that there's a little bit like progressively through the screen movies you can watch Sydney change mm-hmm. as she's exposed to these things more and more and I love I know it's cheesy and I know it's dumb, but I love when she's fighting Roman and then she pulls the yep. ghost face move where he thinks he's shot her and then he looks back and she's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> love that moment because it's like she's you know she's as much as she does everything in her power to not be involved in these you know events anymore when she is she's like fuck it i'm learning from my experiences and i'm i'm gonna pretend to get shot and then disappear and roll out of the way and i love that moment i'll just say like what rachel said that we almost got halloween 2018 with Mm -hmm. sydney prescott Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I think yeah. this is the movie where we get to see some real character growth from her, and it's a sh- it's it's so disappointing that she's hardly in it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's for the best. Maybe they didn't ruin her because she yeah. was only there for t- a few days. But I think th- now she has kind of stepped into this sort of proactive. On one hand, she's extremely traumatized, as you would be, but her response to trauma is not only to like learn a set of skills to protect herself but also to care give other people who are who are facing trauma like she makes herself a person of service in addition to being just like a survivalist in the first movie she's just kind of like a teen girl whatever who's like holding out 
the 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 sex <laughs> and the second movie she's kind of self-involved t- college student you know what it's not a bad trait but it's not necessarily a ton of growth yeah and then in this third movie i feel like she this is she progresses so much as a character and has more complexity as a character despite the fact she's barely on screen and i think that this owes some legacy to that original kevin smith not smith Although, oh my god, we haven't even talked about Kevin Smith and fucking Jay. Silent Bob and Jay showing up in this movie. I was like, what the actual fuck yeah. is happening right now? What in I wonder the, if that was a Weinstein fourth century. I don't know, but it was the worst. But Rachel, anyway, what um, you were saying, but yeah. the best thing I can say about this movie, I want to reread Final Girl Support Group. Because of literally what you said. About like seeing these Final Girls have a longer arc than just a movie. Yeah. 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 One of the one of the other things I really liked about this one is that we find and I think I mean it feels like it comes from having experienced and survived the same things, but we finally see like a friendship start to happen between Sydney and Gail. Yeah. Like when Sydney first shows up and Gail does that little kind of are we hugging dance? <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to hug you, but is that okay? And it was super cute when they did and then when uh, Sydney shows up and they're held hostage and she like cups the back of Gail's head, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I really love that they finally got rid of this Gail versus Sydney rivalry, yeah. you know, because Sydney grew up and so did Gail, you know, and now they are, you know, it's, they've been through this they've three trauma bonded. at this point. <laughs> yeah, they've trauma bonded. They're now like, you know what? There's so many worse things to be worried so about that. Things. Yeah, and I do really like in this movie that we kind of... They're not besties, right? Like, they're not going to be, you know, taking girls' brunches or anything. But they have reached a level where they appreciate each other. There's and a I mutual like respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I don't know. I like that they stopped doing this, you know, Sydney versus Gail thing. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that they're all on the same team. I to- yeah. totally agree. So for audio... I give it a five, and damn near all of that is from what I feel like is Nev Campbell just killing it once again. Justin? Uh, I, I give it a three and a half. Perfect. Rachel? Well, I loved Parker Posey. I thought her performance was great. I liked the character growth in Sydney, and I think Nev Campbell, like you said, embodies the character. Um, but I have to mark a ton down because I feel like it just doesn't feel like a scream movie sure. because the dialogue is so bad. Mm-hmm. Love or hate Kevin Williamson, his stylized dialogue is a huge part of what makes a scream movie, and it's just it's just absent here, and yeah. you can feel how notable that is. So I gave it a three. Okay, and Mars. I gave it a four. Okay, perfect, guys, guys. I think she liked the movie. <laughs> you see all these I know that's what I think. She and I actually we we are tied for our score right now. Oh, okay, fans, we got a couple of fanboys <laughs> yeah. over here. So let's talk about how scary. And I would like to hear from Mars first. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the set scene is super eerie, and I it does it does feel really you know ominous and uncomfortable. The person under the bloody sheet thing is creepy. Ultimately, though, this felt like, like, you know, when I talked about uh, Scream 2 and I said so many movies that came out at the same time were just so bad. Mm -hmm. And if this had come out at the same time as Scream 2, this would have been one of them. Mm -hmm. So 
not not scary. There's there's nothing there's not a lot of for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just so much of the like like the mansion tension was just so drawn out. I like I was writing down as it was going through to help with my 60 second mm-hmm. Synopsis, synopsis, and at some point I just wrote, like, how the fuck are we still here? <laughs> like, it's just, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean, how scary. One? Like, oh, I mean, wow. It just okay. wasn't scary. Okay. Justin, I want to have you go next. Oh, uh, I'm in the exact same page. There is absolutely nothing here. I mean, I think that the things that tried to be scary were too, even like too. I can't think of the right fucking word when it's like clearly obvious that something is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, like I just, I, I don't think there's anything here. I am also in the one territory here. Rachel. This movie is just not scary. Uh, this was actually not that hard for me. Usually I struggle with this, but there is not a single tense moment in this movie. Mm-mm. One. Well, I gave it a nine. You know, uh, no. You liar! (laughs) I I, I did give it a one and a half. I I truly don't really know how to describe it. Um, When she turned around and that person was standing underneath the bloody sheet, that really, like... That's super creepy. I mean, you're not wrong. It it really bothered me in a way that I was unprepared for how much I was not enjoying this movie because I knew I wasn't going to. And, like, that image will, like, I'll, I'll be seeing that before I go to sleep tonight for sure. Like, there's just something about that that is, I don't know, just awful. Just so goddamn, and so awful in its simplicity. You know what I mean? And it's just, so it got a full half point out of me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because the rest is such trash. So to review our scores for plot, Justin, I gave it one, and Rachel Mars gave it two for cinematography. Uh, Mars and I gave it three. Rachel and Justin gave it twos. For audio, I gave it a five. Justin gave it a three and a half. Rachel gave it a three, and Mars gave it a four. For how scary, I gave it one and a half, and the rest of the crew gave it ones. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a twenty two point five. Ooh, <laughs> could be lower. <laughs> should be lower. Twenty three, then, and R S. It is tied with Resident Evil 6. Yeah, I mean, that is just another fucking bad... Well, that was right game, below that it just a... is Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, which has a 22%. And right above it... Is that it, part four? Huh? Is that part four? A new, I think A New Beginning is two, my friend. I could be wrong. No, maybe it's part I four. Remember. I don't know. They all blend together. Is that together. the Corey Feldman one? I'm, I'm sensing a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. it, with 24%, we have the Giver, Marcus. God. Oh, Marcus. Uh, and this is now tied. It is, our, it is tied at fifth with our worst things ever ranked on the podcast. And it actually eliminates Blair Witch Book of Shadows. Blair Witch Book of Shadows is no longer in the bottom 10. That's surprising. The bottom 10 is as follows. Blasto, the 1998 game, which got a perfect once, a 10%. God damn, I'll never forgive Marcus for that. That, that was when Dante was sick. Oh, man, what a, what a time. Uh, number two is Rampage World Tour, another Marcus forced entry. That was when... I'm sensing a trend here. That was when Justin's uh, save file collapsed 
on him. And he had uh, to do on it. the last oh like 20 levels. And he had to do it. it all over again. Oh, man. That yeah. video was. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> I've, I've watched. Yeah, it was fantastic. Then we have the Ginger Dead Man, our first crappy uh, forced entry. Justin, remember that way back when with a 14%? Yeah, I, so uh, I. I remember that the only way I could watch that was uh, the like Elvira version where it's just like her commentating over it. Really? Oh yeah. It, I mean, it made it a little better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, then we have uh, Friday the 13th, new beginning, which I already said 22 screen three and resident evil six are tied with 23% in fifth place. In seventh place, we have the Giver, another Marcus entry. At 24%, we have Vampire Hunter D, the game that almost broke us, Justin. That is at 8 We have The Leprechaun at 28%. That's ninth, And then finally, we have Blair Witch Volume 1, Rustin Parr with a 28%. That's actually also tied. So that's, we have a tied for ninth. So there you have it. That is our... Uh, our bottom 10. I feel like we made some history today. Yes, we, we did. did. <laughs> yeah. We did. It's not very often that we uh, come in here and like touch the tops. Or the bottom. Or the bottom. Unless it's Marcus. Then we expect it. Right. <laughs> you don't even <laughs> scroll up. Yeah, You're we, just we, like, sorry, <laughs> then we head down. Uh, Although I think he picked one you kind of liked recently. Captive State. Yeah. Uh, Captive State was. It had. A little bit. I will say it was the best thing he's made us watch. Hands down. I was say, is, it, is it number one on a scale of Marcus to Marcus? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. it is. Nice. Like hands down. But... Hands down. Okay. Yeah. So that's all we have for this. We're going to play a commercial from the Zombie Girls, right? We got that in this week? Yeah, I think they did send that, right, guys? So with that, we'll play a commercial from one of the members of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and we will head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Okay, so next week we'll be reviewing Scream 4. Um, it is I, I do really like it. It's not on the same plateau as scream one and two but it is going to be such a fresher breath there um what we just did uh i do have a question for the three of you though before we get out of here Ooh. yeah yeah what's up what's up what's so up? this episode and is it and is it uh are we gonna do a hellraiser series <sighs> we have to do the first one before we discuss a series <laughs> my i'm just saying if you the guys want some easy yes. stream queens content <laughs> the, I mean, the answer is yes oh it is right there so my, my, my question for you all this episode is going to be coming out um two days after new year's three days after new year's so i'm just curious do you guys do new year's resolutions and if so do you guys have any for yourselves uh, I, I i don't because i don't know i just i feel like new year's resolutions are like oh if i miss like one day of doing this new year's resolution oh i give up it's over so i just like eh. 
Okay, that's fair. That's, that's I, totally fine. Yeah. I have, like, my own personal goals that I, like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, every once in a while I'll, like, revisit them, but the New Year thing never really ever was, like, a big thing for me. Okay. That's totally fine. Rachel or Mars? I mean, I've done them in the past. Like, I remember one year I was like, I'm going to make all of my clothes. I'm not going to buy any clothes. Oh, that's a and then fun I was like, one. Yeah. Then I needed a pair of jeans. And I was like, I'm buying just jeans. <laughs> 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 I haven't actually thought about a New Year's resolution. But I feel like, yeah, maybe I should try to come up with one. Because it is a nice fresh start. I know that, like, between Christmas and January 1st is my, like, week of being a lazy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So my resolution for this week is to be a lazy piece of shit. Okay. And we'll see what happens on the 1st. <laughs> Me too. Perfect. Yes. Uh, March. It's been great. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't like to set myself up for failure. Oh, okay. So I just know no re- This no was a bad question. That is totally fine. I was just trying to get well, a little... Uh, well, what, yeah, what about yourself, Larry? Uh, for me, um, I, I have one. But if you also don't have any, I don't... Oh, what is it? Come on. Uh, is it what? to not talk about poop on this podcast? <laughs> I mean... Because I, I'm sorry, buddy, but... It's not going to happen. I would never... Nothing's as we move in, What's up, Mars? Thank like, you. As, as we move into year three of covid no. i guess it couldn't be the worst thing in the world to be like you know what i should reassess and set a positive well, goal that's funnily- i know what mine is I, it's to see all three of your faces <sighs> in person this year that's my new year that's a good one that's a goal that is a good goal that's perfect yeah mine is kind of similar to what mars kind of said is uh with going into year three of covid um and I have been far less restrictive in comparison to some of the other people in this chat. Um, Just say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Well, I'm the same way. It's okay. I I kind of, my physical fitness has not been where it was when I left Utah. Like, Devin and I were, like, running mountain trails and stuff. And I'm nowhere anywhere near that. So I am planning my, my goal is to get in shape to run a 5k by the time i graduate from my mba program nice well, that'd be awesome. oh, nice. so that is... sounds like a lot for while you're studying your mba <laughs> <laughs> just the mba feels like a resolution <laughs> <laughs> so that is my so by the end of august my plan is to run and run pretty much i'll be running like a halloween like a pumpkin run or whatever so but you have to make Wait. sure that you're only running in the sh- in dirty shapes so you can send us your maps again. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> then we can cheer you on. Like, bigger dick. Bigger dick. <laughs> so, yeah, again, that was just something I just I, – I, for me, I always try to do one. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think having some kind of bigger, lofty goal helps. But to each yeah. their yeah, own. To each their own, yeah. So with that, I know we're Justin... wrapping up, but can I give you two recommendations before we go? Yeah, yeah. First of all, the first episode of Yellow Jackets, what I keep, which I keep trying to make everybody watch, is free on Prime right now. What is Yellow Jackets? It is, it is a new Showtime series that it stars like a bunch of amazing women, and it's like a cross between Alive and Lord of the Flies with cannibalism and like horizontal hostility between teens. How it's amazing. How long is it on Prime? Because I know that's what you forced upon me for. Uh... I don't. I don't know if it's a limited, like limited time. I just saw it today that it was on there, and like I need everybody to watch it because I have got to process what my eyes have seen. Okay. It's also a weird mix of folk horror. It it it's gruesome. 
It is gruesome. I saw something in the second episode that my eyes have never seen before, and I need other people yeah, to see it. And I've told you that I'm, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it solely because I want to. Uh, I have. Why don't you a, talk a, a to old Jack Sparrow before... over here? <laughs> I'm sure you can figure something out. Yes, the rum. I, I do have a question before we uh, before I watch it. Is there any de- horribly depressing kid death? Because I've had too much of that recently. Mm, I. I, they're teenagers. Oh, I I don't give a fuck. Teenagers. Yeah, no, no, so they're all, they're high school girls, and it's told in parallel timelines of them as adults and as children. Um, when okay. they're, they're like going to like a high school I, I mean championship. Like, I mean, but like, there's no little kids that I can like remember. eight or under kind of thing. I don't think so. Okay. I can. I, I would, will get back to you to confirm one way or the other, but I don't believe so. And but I mean, like in the first episode, like a girl gets eaten. So, but she's like seventeen. Oh yeah, no, seventeen-year-olds are fucking assholes. I remember how I was when I was seventeen. <laughs> We've heard and that was told. before the, <laughs> and that was like before the internet was like big and stuff. So I can only imagine how big of assholes these kids are. Well, so. the other cool thing is the older, the older like the teenage part is set in the nineties. So it's like oh. all, yeah, it's all very 90s-esque. Cool. Oh, I Definitely like check it out. I think you guys will really like hey, what's it. What's the other one? The other thing is, is you talked about wanting to reread the Final Girl Support Group. Yeah. Um, I want to recommend another book that I think you will like. Have you read My Heart is a Chainsaw? I actually have that on my Amazon wish list. I think you will enjoy it. Okay. It is another love letter to... Um, to slashers because it's a girl that's obsessed with slashers and convinced that a slasher is about to start a slasher cycle in her town but it's also about a lot of other stuff yeah that so. was one that was on my list so that is uh is it an audiobook it is an audiobook is the narrator good the narrator is good <laughs> okay that, can that, confirm because that's also how i ingested it <laughs> okay that's that's how i do my uh yeah my audiobooks so. yeah 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 so has Randy uh, oh, do we uh, want to get him the to chime in? Hey, Randall. Yes. Return from the metaverse. Okay. I'm Justin awaits your thoughts. Back from the metaverse. He's not taking off the goggles, but he is making his way slowly over here. <laughs> that is the only way I want him to respond to <laughs> he me. He stepped on our cat's tails. It's 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 a oh. disaster over here. <laughs> you can come forward. The cat's out of the way. She has, oh, she has jumped up. Okay. Well, come closer to the mic, though, if you're going to talk. Okay. Closer. Yes. Closer. Okay. Take the <laughs> Step off. up to the mic, sweetie. It's okay. Oh my god, he won't take it off. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's coming off. This is how much he loves you, Justin. He loves you more than me. He's taking the Oculus off for you. Hold on a second. Hold on. Alright, so I got the controllers. He doesn't remember how to take it off. Alright. Yes. Alright. Do you have questions for Justin? Or from Justin to Randy? Justin? Oh, have you have you tried it yet? Have you tried it yet? Yes, I just did. How was that opening sequence? How was that opening sequence? Oh, the the opening credits or yes. the opening with credits. the plane? Oh, the credits were awesome. Um, I yeah. felt like it was in the opening of a James Bond movie. See? Spy game. Oh. He um, said, oh. But then I, I, I really love the opening scene. I don't want to spoil it for Rachel, but I think she's really going to like it because, like me, she really likes escape rooms. I do. Uh, it is an and, entire yeah, game I've of that. I've done it a lot so far, so the title is <laughs> well, accurate. 
So just let him know that that is that the entire game is like a bunch of escape rooms. The entire game is a bunch of escape rooms. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad he's enjoying it. Okay, that was my worry. Okay, all right, we're good. Perfect. Well, that's all we en- have for enjoy, you guys enjoy yourself. this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, and I, I just wanted to say thank you so much um, for oh. this uh, entry point into the metaverse. And talking me into <laughs> buying the Oculus in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this for me and becoming a widow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can and go that, back. He's, he's putting it back on. It's and that's the last time we ever heard from Randy. <laughs> from Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbingly large boobs wanted to talk to him. Oh my god. Oh, no wonder you want to take it off. He said a cat with distur- disturbingly large boobs wanted to oh talk to him. Oh my god, him. is he in VR chat right now? Are you? <laughs> you better never. <laughs> oh man, so before oh. this gets hairy, I want to say thank you to Rachel and Mars and to our audience. Until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.